everybody and welcome back to the Rogue Grounds Podcast. Kyle from Stall Agronomy. And today we're going to talk about another stigma that I've noticed over the years of doing this job. And that stigma relates a lot to uh, past experiences with companies. And really what it is, is a lot of people in ag, um, I don't know if I would say me included, but there's a lot of people that they have one negative experience and that's it for that company, right? They, they, they had one bad experience. Oh gosh. I mean, it could be years and years and years ago. And, uh, that's it. That company is just terrible. Um, this kind of came about the other day when we were talking about a specific chain pizza place and I was talking to somebody about it and we were talking about how my wife and I had, uh, had some of this pizza the other day and we thought it was great. Um, I've never had a bad experience at this place, but one time 10 years ago or whatever it was years ago, uh, this, this person had a bad experience with this place and he's like, Oh, their, their pizza sucks. Now it's totally changed. And I was like, it, it totally changed. What totally changed about it? And he said, well, whatever time period it was, and I don't even know how long this could have been two decades ago. Um, he said he had a pizza from them and there was hardly any sauce on it, hardly any cheese. And it was just terrible. Um, their, their pizza's totally changed. I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure the stuff we had the other day was tons of sauce and tons of cheese on it. Um, but regardless, this one bad experience, I don't know, however many years ago, it could be a couple decades, could be a decade. Um, this guy did not want to go back there because he had a bad experience. Um, and that happens. It happens in agronomy and agriculture as well. I was calling on, and I think I've talked about this before, uh, but I, I, I was calling on somebody and I uh, went out and stopped and talked to him. And uh, he said, I, I'd never buy from your company ever again. And I was like, okay, what, what happened? And uh, this guy is talking to me about um, his bad experience he had. And, you know, we were going through what the experience was. And I was like, well, you're saying some names that I know, but I've only ever met that guy a few times. Uh, and he's been retired for like 10 years. And he's like, oh, yeah, that guy, I would never buy from that company because, well, it would ended up being about 30 some years before that. Oh, that Edgar, he did this and that. And I'm like, geez, <laughs> Edgar is retired. He's been retired for longer than I've been here. And he's like, oh, yeah. And then that branch manager, and he says the guy's name. And I'm like, that guy retired five years ago. And I was like, oh, what, what else happened? And he started talking about some of the delivery drivers. And I'm like, those guys, I don't even know who those guys are. And I was like, you know, that the company's changed so much in the last, I don't know, 30 years that uh, none of those people even work here anymore. Yeah, well, the 30 some years ago, I had a bad experience and I'm never going to buy from them ever again. And that, it seems like that doesn't happen, but it, it does. It's it's a thing in ag. Um, there was somebody who posted... Uh, on Twitter, I think it was about a year ago, we were talking about, they were talking about somebody coming into their grain elevator. And this is a grain merchandiser originator. And the uh, the guy came in and, uh, no, no, it was uh, somebody recommended that they should haul grain to a specific grain location. And the uh, their customer told him, oh, we don't haul in there any, anymore. And he said, my dad uh, hauled in there and they wouldn't, um, they wouldn't open the doors on that grain trailer for him and he had to do everything himself. And he was so mad that he said, we'd never go back there. And then the guy goes, well, when was that? And he said, 1983. <laughs> it's just like, 
37 years later, he's like, man, at least I know if I screw up 37 years from now, you're never going to buy from me ever again. And that that's, that's a thing. And I, it, it kind of, I don't know. It's, it's interesting to, to think about. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of, it, it might be detrimental to some producers. Um, when you have one negative experience with a company, um, you know, some of these companies, like the one that I work for, that the guy was complaining about an experience he had 30 years before, that company had changed, I wouldn't say ownership, it was still cooperative, but it had merged at least five or six times between then. Uh, none of the management was still there. None of the people that were working there at that time were there. Um, things have totally changed, and we were literally two miles up the road from this guy. You know, and he was buying from somebody who was 40-some miles away. So, you know, these experiences, you know, yeah, somebody has a negative experience. You know, I, I get that. Um, there is a restaurant. Um, oh, fine. It was Applebee's. Um, when I was a kid, used to love going to Applebee's. Uh, I grew up in a small town in Indiana. And the nearest sit-down restaurant uh, of really any, any style that was a, a chain uh, was Applebee's. And it was about 10 miles away. We used to go to Applebee's every other Friday or something for, for dinner. Uh, I really liked the Applebee burger. That was my favorite thing. Don't ask me why. I just, that was when I was a kid, that's what I loved. Um, eventually, I think about 10 years ago, Applebee's got rid of those burgers. And I kind of was like, I don't really like the other ones they replaced it with. So we stopped going. And I don't know why, we just kind of stopped. And... One day, uh, about two years ago, we were up in northern Minnesota in literally the only sit-down restaurant um, that was somewhat of a chain that we was open and we wanted to go to uh, go to a birthday dinner for me. It ended up being Applebee's in uh, Bemidji, Minnesota. There, there's not, it's not a big town. Uh, if you're listening from Bemidji, I have been there for, I don't know, 20-some years of my adult life. I've been going to uh, about an hour east of there. And uh, I know the town a little bit. Uh, I know there are some local restaurants and there's other stuff. But really along the main drag, it was pretty much Applebee's. And we went. And I actually really enjoyed the food we had. And so then I would say ever since then, we go probably maybe once every few months uh, to Applebee's. But there was a stretch probably for seven or eight years we didn't go back. And, you know, I think it takes one positive experience. And that's the thing that will lead you into potentially um, getting in back into something that you would sworn off for years. And literally like the, the one guy with the, the pizza thing, you know, one time at one restaurant, he had a bad experience and he never went back. And I think that's kind of self-defeating. Um, you know, that, that's the same thing when I'm, I'm calling on growers and, you know, I, I've, I saw a, uh, a seed company that's, I wouldn't say has had a negative reputation, but there's a reputation. I mean, every seed company has their own reputations and there's been a reputation, um, that they're potentially a little bit higher moisture. Um, there, there's some other connotations that might fall in there. Um, and when we've made some of these sales calls, we've had people make comments that, you know, that corn is this, or there is this, you know, connotation with that seed company. Uh, and that's why I don't buy from. And I've actually asked guys, well, when was the last time you planted this seed? And a lot of them, it's been 10, 15, 20 years. And, um, you know, things have changed. Uh, I would say, 
you know, I sold a competing seed company for 12 years and the hybrids I sold when I first started there are totally different than the hybrids that I was selling when I left. And it's the same thing with soybeans, you name it. I mean, when I started doing uh, seed sales in Wisconsin, uh, there was a soybean from a specific seed company that was humongous. Uh, these things were, back then, we thought they were huge, but, you know, 24, 2,500 seeds per pound. And that was the number one soybean in the state. You know, I have a t-shirt still from that seed. Um, fast forward to about five years later, that was back when we were doing a lot of you know, the when I first started, it was a lot of seven and a half inch, um, eight inch rows, drilled beans, high populations. And then we started moving more into 30 inch, 15 inch, 20 inch soybeans. And these bigger, bushier beans were yielding better in those situations. A lot of our beans we had were smaller seeded. Um, they were meant more for drilled soybeans. And the one variety that was really good in those wider row situations was the number one selling bean. Then everybody eventually climbed on the bandwagon. And now it's not atypical for us, you know, to get seed in that's in that 23, 2400 seeds per pound. Um, I'd say maybe half of our soybeans come in about that. Uh, 26, 2700 is kind of a small bean now. Um, I remember when we used to get soybeans in that were over 3000 seeds per pound. And things have changed, you know, and all those seed companies changed. Um, you know, at one point there was one seed company that was huge. It was the biggest seed company in the United States by many, many stretches of the imagination. And then eventually they kind of had a falling off and there's no reason that they can't be eventually coming back. And the biggest struggle I have is, you know, one negative past experience or one negative, um, connotation or, or thoughts or, or feeling about a company gets out and a lot of people jump on that bandwagon. And my struggle is when you've never met somebody or you don't know anybody. Um, you know, I, I guess I'm kind of in the same boat. I, I, I like what's familiar with me. You know, I, I could put up, uh, we'll put this now. I have a car dealer that I, I work with, or not a dealer, but a, a repair shop that I've had some negative experiences, but within those negative experiences, I've had some very positive experiences. And usually when I've had a negative experience, they do make up for it later. Um, now, am I going to stop going there? No, because they do treat me right. Um, there are some issues where sometimes I have problems or uh, the age old, I pull in there and I tell them there's a, my vehicle's making a noise. They can't reproduce it. Uh, which seems to happen just about every time we take a vehicle anywhere. And it's not just me, it's a lot of other people. But they can't reproduce it. They tell me they fix it, we get it back, and it's making noise literally the minute I drive home. Um, this happened a couple times to me this year. And eventually it turned out that there was a spring from an emergency brake that broke, wedged itself into an area that would never have had an issue. And, you know, we they eventually found it. And they didn't even charge me for the uh, the repair and finding that and, and fixing it because they they had it in a couple times and they couldn't fix it. So they made up for it, right? And I didn't know them from anybody else. Um, and eventually, I you know I kind of started to trust them. Uh, then I started losing that trust, and then they made up for it. And I think the biggest struggle we have in agriculture is we are. We're like, we like comfort so much that we're afraid of change. I mean, I think a lot of people are afraid of change. I don't like change. 
Um, you know, older I get, the less I like change too. Um, but we're so afraid of change it, and it's almost a fault. And it's, it's kind of, you know, we're willing to put up with negative experiences with somebody that we're familiar with so that we don't have to change. And that's a struggle. Um, there, there are people that I know that have had negative experiences and have called me and told me they had negative experience and to the point where they want to switch and, you know, they, but they can't do it because they're, well, I like that guy, you know, and I like this guy and I like that. I'm like, you know, maybe I do like him. Well, I don't know. I hate him. <laughs> it's just like, all right, well, if you're going to change, change. If you're not going to change, whatever, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, but we get so caught up in that familiar thing that we're so afraid of, you know, you know, is the, the new applicator going to be nice? Uh, am I going to like the delivery guys? You know, what's going to happen if I switch, uh, corn hybrids? I really like this one. Uh, but the other ones have sucked lately and you know, it's 10, 12 years old. And I think it, it's kind of a, a struggle that we all deal with. And we don't like new salespeople because new salespeople can be pushy. And the struggle I run into is I'm different. Um, I try to be the different sales guy. I'm not a I'm not pushy. Um, I'm more about, I just want to build a relationship with you. And Hey, you know, if 10, two years down the road, you want to buy seed from me, that's great. You know, um, you know, we're, we're always here. And if you need a second opinion on things, I'm not going to tell you their stuff sucks. I think that's another problem we run into is a lot of salespeople say the other guy's stuff sucks. Um, I've never done that. I'm not that kind of guy. Um, you know, so we, we do it a little differently than most people and that's, but I get lumped into, you know, every other person that pulls in the driveway is that kind of guy. Tries to sell you something on the first sales call. Uh, doesn't follow through on things. Uh, you know, it's telling everybody else's stuff sucks. You know, it just, those things get kind of lumped in and we, we get kind of fatigued, right? We get to the point where we don't want to listen to anybody that comes in because everybody, per every person that pulls in that driveway has been the same. But the one time somebody who's different pulls in, we kind of push them off because they're different, but you don't know that they're different because you don't haven't asked them anything. So that's the struggle. I think that we deal with in agriculture. Um, there is always something better out there. You know, there's always somebody and there's guys better than me. I'm sure there are. Um, they might not work around here, but there are sure are better agronomists than me. Uh, I think there are probably much better seed salespeople than me sometimes. Um, but at the same time, I know I do a good job. Um, there's a reason why people work with me, but when I pull in, you know, I probably might be better than the guy you're dealing with, but at the same time, you've had negative experiences in the past with everybody that pulls in the driveway other than the guy, you know, and then you just kind of push, push me off. And that's not that that happens all the time. Um, and not that this is a big gripe session, but this is things that we deal with in agriculture and we need to do, I said, being willing to open to change, um, listening, you know, obviously if you're working on a piece of equipment, the guy pulls in your driveway, the worst time in the world, kick him out, you know, right. You know, don't, don't tell him to, don't let the door hit you on the way out. But at the same time, that guy has the responsibility or the, the kind of the audacity, not audacity, uh, the, uh, terrible words. I'm starting to turn into Joe Biden here, but Regardless, if that guy has the knowledge to be like, hey, looks like their piece of equipment broke down. I'm going to turn around and leave uh, before he pulls up the, the driveway to even bother you. 
or the guy sends you a letter or sends you something to say, hey, let's set up an appointment. I don't think at any point is it a bad thing to listen. Um, and if the guy's willing to go out of the way to accommodate whatever you'd like to do, is if it's saying an appointment time or if it's um, doing anything where normal guys wouldn't normally do, um, you know, if he's willing to pay you for your time or anything like that, I think it's definitely worth your time to listen. The guys actually trying to make a constant or concerted effort to, to work with you. Um, anyway, that's just something I had in my thought. It, it's, it's a, it's a stigma we end up with in ag where we have one bad experience or we hear about another bad experience. And for, I don't know, decades, these guys totally write off that place. And it could have changed hands a bunch of times. Uh, there could be totally new people that are working there. And, you know, I've even had an experience with a, with a company where when we reevaluated it three, four years later, they were actually a better company to work with. And I had a very negative experience to the point where I probably should never have thought about doing business with this company ever again. And uh, we won't go into that too much detail, but I'm, uh, we switched to them and it's been pretty decent. So it's just uh, a matter of trying to figure out uh, who's going to be the best for you. And um, I think don't let your negative experience in the past rule your future completely. Um, you know, we have this principal thing and you just got to get overcome that and look at it as a business decision. Um, you know, we, we always talk about that in merchandising. We'll end it here really quick, but in merchandising, we always talk about taking the emotion out of it. We always get tied up in the emotion side and that really makes us make bad decisions. We have to start looking at farming as a business. It's a business. You're running a business. That's your business. And, um, that's where we're going to end it. So anyway, hopefully you guys like this one. I'll catch you guys next time.